Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the TalkSport Daily podcast, which is one of my favourite podcasts. I can't, for legal reasons, name the other one, but needless to say, it features me and another footballer. I say another footballer, I'm not a footballer. I could have been a footballer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This episode is one of my favourites because, quite simply, it begins with Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Jamie O'Hara Talking nonsense. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. About the 39th game. The Premier League's a global brand. And Mm -hmm. there's a widespread clamouring for it everywhere. Not only in Europe, but throughout the world. There's no reason that the best league in the world, which it is, shouldn't be taken around the world for one match. Now, I want to hear the views of you this morning out there. 087172334. Does this not prove last night? It was a perfect advert for the so-called 39th game. I mean, the the stadium was all but full. I was watching it last night. I was thinking, where is it again? Istanbul, look at that. What an advert for football, Premier League football. And what a great thing for Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, to go and sample another country and enjoy it and stand together. No, I'm all for it. I like I like the the, the Premier League is a huge, huge thing everywhere. All massive over the world. brand. It's massive. Um, so they're always looking at ways to make it bigger. And I think a 39th game would be great. I like the as a player. I think you could tie it into like an end of season trip. You know, so you play, you go away, team bonding. We did that with Spurs a couple of times. We went to Malaysia at the end of the season. So everyone goes on like these pre-season trips, but we went on an end of season trip. And I think it's great for team bonding. You've had a good season, hard season. Let's spend a bit of time together at the end where we can relax. Now, this would be within the season, of course. You'd still be having that, that they would play this. uh, You're talking about this game. 39th game within it. That's the thing. That's the difference. In the season? Yeah. Right, so then that changes everything. That's, I, I just don't see it, Jim. I don't see it working. One, how do you decide which teams make up this 39th game? Is it just two teams contesting one match? Is it every team in the Premier League contesting a match It's up for elsewhere? debate. It's up for debate. Because if it's just one match between two teams, it's just an exhibition match at the end of the day because yeah. you can't just add on three points to, as an extra for, for one team that's won that game because all the other teams haven't played enough games. Mm. It doesn't work. It doesn't work in my in my eyes. And I don't... And, you know, you say that it's a perfect advert for the Premier League. Well, w- the Premier League is already a global brand, as you've already said. They don't need mm. to make it mm. anymore. They don't need to advertise it anymore. It's already a success. And but this the, is all about financial gain at the end the, of the day. The, the NFL is a massive brand. And yet I watch Jacksonville against uh, the Colts at Wembley. 
And now the NFL play in-season matches mm -hmm. at Wembley. No, I, I think it works. I think it can work. You know, if you look at Tottenham have built an American football stadium in their pitch because I believe that they're going to have an NFL franchise that are going to be at Spurs' stadium soon and you'll be playing... They'll be coming over in the season and playing their matches. The issue that you've got, Jim, is that if it's in-season, you've got preparation. Yeah. You know? So you need yeah. to... You're, you're having to fly. All, if it's in America, you say Europe, but if it goes to America uh, or, you know, Asia... Preparation is key. You've got jet lag. You've got sleep deprivation. You know, the the players are away from their families. They're out of their routine. And then you've got also what's riding on the game. It could be a massive game yeah. where you want to be at home. You want you, didn't, you don't well, want to be it. away. You know, there's all factors. these. There's too many factors in it where you're going to get managers and players saying that this is I don't want this. Well, I want it. to I mean, be at home. We had complaints about last night's match being in Istanbul and the fact that you know Liverpool played on Friday, Chelsea played on Sunday, so Chelsea didn't have as much time to recover from that game to then focus on last night's game. And then you have to look forward to this weekend's matches. It just doesn't work. As a, as a competitive match, it will not work. It, it's virtually taking the Premier League on the road. Yeah. For, for, for one game, for one round of games even. But it only works if everyone's involved. Right. Because if it's if it's one team or that would a couple be a massive of teams, undertaking certainly yeah, and it's not it's not fair because yeah. if you're going to say talk about preparation and flights and stuff and you know having to get out of your routine, if everyone knows at the start of the season that you're making that one fixture somewhere in the world, then you can prepare for it. And but you're also ruling out the fans. I mean, how many fans are going to be able to pay to travel to where these games? They are? did last night, Natalie. But not that many. And the travelling in itself is not easy to get to some of these places. You know, Liverpool and Chelsea can charter their own flights. That's not so easy for mm. fans. Mm. You're ruling out a large supporter section who can't make it to those games. Not because they don't want to get there, but they can't afford to get there. The lovely Jim White, the even lovelier Natalie Sawyer, and, well, I've never met Jamie O'Hara, but I'm sure he's gorgeous. All talking about the 39th game, which, of course, we hope will never, ever happen. On to Ashes now, and England's batsman failed again. What a surprise. We can hear now from our very own Goffey on drive with this bloke called Max someone. I've never heard of him. All I know is he stole my job when my wife was pregnant and we just moved into a new house and I had a mortgage to pay and I was out and I didn't have anything. But I'm not bitter. This is what Goffey had to say about England's batting performance, starting with Joe Denley. One of the nicest guys you'll meet. I think he's a fantastic um, kid. He's had a good career in county cricket. But I almost feel as though he he would feel in that team as though he's won the lottery, being in it. It's like a like competition winner. And, and that's harsh. But I mean, I'm, I'm trying to say, this is where we're going wrong at the moment. So so, so are there other players that should have that position? Well, there's, there's loads of players in county cricket getting lots of runs who probably thought they had a better chance of playing rather than Denley. I said I thought his golden chance was going away last winter, um, and to get an opportunity now, it's it's he probably thinks it's amazing. He's quite shocked by it, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. Sure, but I, what I'm trying to say is, but it might be better it, to go for someone younger with potential rather than what we're doing there. The Burns is still a gamble. I think he's a good player, though. Uh, really impressed by him the last two tests. I think he's been showed and stood up to the Aussies better than anyone. Jason Roy. 
the gamble's not worked so far, has it? Um, you can see today when the ball, the early doors, first few overs, not used to opening in test cricket against a red ball. There's been that little bit of movement, a little bit of extra bounce, and he's played away from his body a bit in the test matches he's played. It's all his third test. What could you say with Jason Roy? But it's another gamble. What I'm trying to say, we got Joe Root batting at three. I still can't get my head round him batting at three. He should be batting four. The only reason he's batting three is but the media have been pushing for him to bat three. Sure. Steve Smith bats four for a reason for Australia. As, you know in, the, I mean? as in the new ball is... Yes. Why risk dead? your best player being out against the new ball? Roy goes in, gets out for naught, roots in against the new ball, the odds on, he's going to get out. Hazelwood got him out. We're wasting our best player. And then... You've got behind him Denley, who, as I said, it's almost like, should he be really be there? And then you've got out of form Butler coming in at five. And the cricket theme continued over on TalkSport 2 with Steve Harmison looking ahead to day three in the cricket. England want the rain. Um, not, not for the game to be called off. Or not. England want the rain because what happens when the rain, well, the cloud cover comes. So if the cloud cover comes tomorrow, apparently it's it's about lunchtime, just after lunch. So if England can make early inroads tomorrow morning, then all of a sudden if there's a rain break and a rain delay and it keeps going on and off, that only helps it only helps the field inside. Because if somewhere like Archer gets on a roll or Wokes gets in a roll swinging it broad, same. Then the go off, come off, uh, go off, come on, go off, come on. Then that bowl is fresh. So he goes off and he has 40 minutes with his boots up waiting for the covers to come back on. He's now fresh. He's got them under pressure. The batting team can only lose. They can't, they can't win because there's no continuity. There's no you know, flow in there, building innings. They're basically looking at the sky going, oh, when's the next rain shower coming? And they, start, they start batting for the next rain shower where the bowlers think, right, I'm going to let them have it. Have four or five overs go because I know for a fact I'm going off in half an hour. I'm going to put my boots up and I'm coming back on. So England need that. And hopefully that that's what happens. It doesn't um, affect a bowler's rhythm as well, or is that just something that you can get on with? It, it probably affects the batter more than it does the bowler. The bowler, yes, he has his rhythm, and if he's if he's up for the fight and he's he's going well, you don't want it to you don't want that to stop. But it's more, I think, it's more of a negative for the batsman than it is for the bowler because a bowler can come out, have a few bowls, uh, you know, bowl a few in the middle, get ready, get loose, get going. And then all of a sudden, he is now you know, in attack mode and he knows he can attack for you know, with a little bit more effort and thinking, oh, I've, got, I've got another spell in an hour, I've got another spell in you know, after tea and I've got another spell close at the end of the day where he knows for a fact, look, I'm going for it here, bang. I'm going to let him have it because I know for a fact I might only have two spells today and give it everything I possibly can. And that there... You know, as a positive for the for the fielding side, as opposed to the negative of the batting side, just thinking, right, I'm in survival mode, and that's what that could potentially get England back in the game. Stay with cricket on the breakfast show, although this is all out of order, but sort of in context, so it does work. This is Alan Brazil and Ali McCoy taking the Mickey out of what I think is quite a good idea that Goffey had about putting a roof on a cricket stadium. Now, to my knowledge, there is a roof. Somewhere in the world, I think it's in Australia. But what's the point of putting a roof on a stadium in Australia? I mean, it's not rained there for about 60 years. Now, after play was abandoned at large yesterday, uh, Adrian and Goffey come up with a solution to avoid this happening. When I think that Wimbledon, the money it's put in, it's got two roofs. Two roofs. 
number one court, centre court. I keep saying, can you imagine how much it would be used in an indoor stadium where it's on there or a tractable roof, whatever. Yes, it's a big area, but you don't need to cover the supporters. You only need to cover the wicket, the mm. pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it'd be awesome. So you still get the atmosphere from outside. You've still got that air coming through, but you can cover... Do you know what I mean? Like a big thing in the middle. It would mm. be awesome. I think working with Adrian is beginning to rub off on Godfrey. I, 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 so. I do. I think he's beginning be, before, to lose the plot. Before I get into my <laughs> uh, structural analysis of how are you going to get a, 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 a roof and no, a no, a logs hey. and no cover the fans, I want to ask you, how many Vs did Goffey have in roofs there? I mean, it was about six Vs on it, right? So that taking that aside, coffee. I want to know uh, in the structural analysis department of things, <laughs> how, how are you going to cover the wicket and not cover the fans? Because I would have thought with a stand, you can have to build it outside the stadium yeah. to bring it over. The roof. It, uh, listen, as I say, I'll stand corrected. Maybe a bit suspended roof from one of them clouds. I, I just, possibly. I, I just. I, I've got a. I've got a plea. For Goffey this afternoon. Stop drinking Botham's wine. I've got, I've got a plea for Goffey when he's on with Adrian. Can he leave his plans for that particular stand uh, getting built, cover, and I'll have a look at him tomorrow and either give him the thumbs up or the thumbs down? Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to hurt in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelised Bing Bingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl & Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Jason Cundy here, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. We turn the serious knob up a notch here, as Ivan Lewis, the independent MP for Bury South, joined TalkSport 2 to discuss the current situation surrounding the football club. He asked both Manchester United and Manchester City to, and I quote, step up to the plate and help their struggling neighbours through their financial troubles. These are two of the biggest global football clubs literally on the doorstep of Bury FC. You're talking about a matter of three, four miles away. And what I'm saying is the, the amount of money involved in this situation is a drop in the ocean for those clubs. 
Uh, I'm not even necessarily asking them to dig into their own pockets to fund the survival of the club or a rescue package, but they have access to large amounts of resources. And I'm asking them to use that expertise and that access to come up with a solution at this final hour, if you like, uh, to save the club from extinction. Uh, I believe that's the very least uh, we can expect them uh, to do. And I'm a lifelong City fan, by the way, a silver season ticket holder. And look, we've tried everything else. At the moment, the owner is unable to demonstrate to the English Football League that he has enough money to keep the club going for one season. Uh, whilst there are expressions of interest in the club, there are no credible actual bidders who put in a bid to the existing owner. He's not able to provide the necessary resources. So we're running out of options and we're running out of solutions. Now, you probably wonder how we put this podcast together, and I can tell you that it, a lot of detail goes into the writing of the script. The next line, I'll just read out word for word. Max and Goffey talking fishing. Someone's getting paid for this. Why is a bream called a bream? I always knew we'd ask that question today. I know who, who names those fish. Who names the fish? You know what I mean? Who spends the time <laughs> to look at each specific fish? I imagine it was quite and a long... say, there's a cod. Oh, I imagine it's quite a long time ago. I don't think there's they name... I don't think they... You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think they name them all one by one. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, hey. back in the day... Swordfish. Yeah, but well, well, swordfish catfish. you can understand, can't you? Well, really? catfish. Why is it a catfish? Well, it looks like You've a cat. You've got cat. whiskers? Yeah. You're asking your own it's questions. It's got whiskers. Here. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Why is it ridiculous? What's the difference between that and naming well, why, a rhinoceros? Leopard fish. What's that? <laughs> it's got whiskers. What point are you trying to make? Like, who came up with... Who well, it's a cat, isn't it? Who came up it's with a donkey? A big cat. <laughs> <laughs> a big cat, <laughs> who, came, who came up with, you know, donkey and sheep? Like, who exactly. Did? Who makes these words Since, up? Well, Seriously. Like them, How do you name that? I'd love to go back to the moment right. somebody said... Ooh, Charles, I've not seen one of them before. Be I'm going to call it a sheep. Be... But how do they get around to tell everybody in the world, if you see one of these, it's a sheep. If you see can that, we, can we get Charles, it's a donkey. Can we get Charles Darwin on in the next 20 minutes? That would be useful. <laughs> Charles, if you're listening, 08717. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Give me some good. It's weird. Who first named it a sheep? And how did everybody else <laughs> then in the world suddenly say, there's a sheep? They didn't have mobile phones and text them back then, Max. You know what I mean? I'll just text everybody in Australia. It's a sheep. <laughs> they didn't have that. I have not any idea. I, I don't know the answer See, at all. you don't it's know a, it. I thought you knew everything. It's quite a funny question when you think about it. When did the first... Chicken. Why is it called a chicken? <laughs> when? Do you know what I mean? I'm Alan Brazil, and this is Talksport Daily. And from there, we go back to Jim White and Natalie Sawyer and Jamie O'Hara. I mean, this is all out of who put this together? Okay, get on with it. Anyway, they were joined by the former Liverpool and Stoke striker Peter Crouch. Peter, talk, talking about digging people out, we were surprised last week. Glenn Johnson was, was, yeah. was with us here on TalkSport. And Glenn, of course, a top, top uh, player, former player like yourself, Peter. Uh, mm. Played at Stoke City, of course, and like yourself, played alongside Cedar Berahino. And uh, Glenn, to me, model professional, Peter, and he quite simply wasn't having Cedar Berahino or his attitude. Have a listen, Peter. 
it's not so much what's gone wrong. It's it'd be quicker to say what's gone right. He had the wrong mentality, the wrong attitude from day one. For whatever reason, when he was at Stoke, it was always going against the grain. If if we was told to be here at ten, he would deliberately come at ten past ten. If we was told to wear this, he'd deliberately wear something different. It was almost like he had a vendetta against them from the from the start. Um, so it's, it's strange, strange to watch, really, because in in training you'd see little glimpses where you think, oh, he, he can play. There's something there, mm. but he just didn't ever want to sort of push himself he wasn't at the level and he didn't try if I was a manager or an owner of a club I wouldn't take him if he paid me to play Peter that that clip on the TalkSport website has been viewed well over a million times I don't know if you've heard it before now what was your take on that yeah I did I did hear it um you know I was in the same dressing room as Glenn and and Sido it's a difficult one uh I'm not going to say Glenn was wrong what he said uh I can't I can't sit here and you know and say he was wrong. Um, the, you know, it, it was times, I don't know whether he's going through troubles or, you know, in, in a different place or what, but he uh, he didn't. And there was, there was probably, it wasn't just Sido, there was there was too many players in that dressing room um, who didn't pull their weight and, uh, and in my opinion, didn't didn't try hard enough, didn't have the right attitude. And, um, you know, there's, there's only one reason why a team gets relegated and that's, uh, you know, attitude of the players or... Um, lack of quality and we didn't have a lack of quality put it that way and um, it was a shame because we went from the Stoke City that I knew know and joined was um, a, a group of hard-working players pulling together in the right direction and um, we finished ninth in the Premier League three seasons on the trot and then every year we, 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 we signed characters that weren't fitting of a Premier League team and um, we got rid of good characters, uh, and you know, culminated in relegation. And it wasn't just Sido; there was there was a, a lot of other factors and a lot of other players that were signed that were uh, how it happened. And um, and it's sad because it's a it's a top top football club. Um, the yes. owners are fantastic. Uh, the, you know, the fans amazing. Um, I, I, mean, I spent seven years there, and I've got a big big affection for the football club. And um, I, it was sad the way it, you know the way things happened. And I, they've got a good manager in charge now, and I, I'm still in touch with some of the players, and I, I hope they. I hope they pull it back round. But it wasn't just Sido, there was there was a there was a, there was a few more other players as well. And of course we round off the Talksport Daily podcast with what many of you call the greatest show on earth. And that's Andy Goldstein's Sports Bot. Oh my show! Oh, didn't even realise that. And of course, some funny bits from the show, and obviously the Midnight Train to Madness, which is on every night at I didn't say the time. Uh, Kevin. Kevin, off you go, Kev. Oh, just, I've travelled back through work and I've been listening to a wee while. I just thought, might as well phone and see what's going on. Right, go on then. I'm just bored driving, that's all. That's all right. So he's, he's a bit bored and he thought he'd phone up, up and add to the midnight train. Okay. Where are you driving to, Kev? Uh, I'm driving home. Where you been? From what? Okay. Oh, well, thanks for helping us out. No, because no, we've got so many calls, we might miss <laughs> no, a goodie. Listen, Kev, appreciate that. Sometimes we need people to... Yes, you're right. Just need we didn't tonight, though. Oh, this is a true story. That year, 1986, this is barking. I don't know if I've told you this before. This is mad, but this is true. I won a competition on Saint and Greavesy. No. I swear to you, I've got on tape them, Saint, uh, Ian St. John saying, mm. and the competition winner is Andy Goldstein. So I won, or my dad won it, but it was in my name. 
I won uh, two tickets for that cup final, Oxford yeah. against, who did you say, QPR? Yeah. I won uh, lunch beforehand at the Hilton Hotel. You remember the Hilton Hotel used to be? Is it still, still there? there? Still there, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we went there for lunch, me and my dad, right? And obviously I only ate chips. They didn't serve chips. It was a big hoo. What am I going to eat? What do you mean you only ate chips? I only ate chips when I was a kid. That's all I ate. I didn't eat anything else other than chips. My nickname was Chips. One of them was Chips. That's all I ate. Yeah, not, not my fault. I was a kid. That's all I ate. Oh, oh, I don't know. Anyway, right? Didn't have chips, so what I was going to eat. So what did you eat? I can't remember what I ate, but I, I remember thinking, I'm not at anything, I'm sorry, but I had like loads of crisps and chocolate. It's not re- important to the story. Right. So we got, I, you know, as a kid, you're like, I've got to go to the ground, we've got to go in early. We've got, so we probably got in the ground about an hour and a half early, right? And then I said, like, let's go and see where we're sitting. So we went down, I don't know if you remember the old Wembley, quite down near the front, they were like orange seats, but they had no backs. Do you remember that in Wembley? Yes, I did. You know, you say that. I think that might have, that might be the case now in some no, sense, isn't it? No, that wouldn't be the case. I went into Robert there. No, no mate, no. Let him go. Okay. Go so on. we sat there, me and my dad sat there about an hour and a half before kick-off, right? right? And also at the old Wembley, they had the big, um, like, gates in front of you to stop you getting on the pitch. Yeah? The, the, the fencing, yes, the yes. fencing, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting on this uncomfortable chair with no yeah. back, and I've got the fencing in front of me. It's about half past one, and I turned to my dad, and I went, I can't sit here for oh, another three hours. And he went, he went, if we leave now, we'll make kick-off at home. And I went, okay. No. I swear on my life. So we left. You're joking. And at, I swear to God, and as my dad put the key in the lock, you oh. could hear, and the cup final's underway or whatever, you know, the, the telly was on. What? And I watched that game at home. chips, didn't you? Chips and I watched the whole game at home. Poor old Satan Greavesy. <laughs> Yeah. Huh? Saint and Greasy, yeah. You got the tickets and you didn't even tickets. go. Didn't even go. Did, two, abs- two empty what? seats. Abs- absolutely disgraceful story. That is a disgraceful Why? story. Oh, you should be ashamed and embarrassed, but you're not. Well, I couldn't you? sit on the. I can't. Oh, the old Wembley couldn't see anything. I'm sorry, mate. Anyway. You're at Wembley. They're not my team, mate. I'm, I'm not sorry. My team. Well, don't take the tickets. You're an absolute disgrace. Right, a free lunch out of it. You didn't. But I said it. You should, you're not even embarrassed, are you? Do you know what? I would never have told. I'd have I'd kept that to myself. I'm in twelve. Nearly time to go on today's TalkSport Daily Podcast, but a quick reminder that Huddersfield v Fulham is live on TalkSport 2 tonight from 7.45. So if you support Huddersfield or Fulham and you're not going to the game, you should listen in. If you support neither of those, my guess is you probably won't. I'm just being honest. I mean, who's going to listen to... Anyway, it's on TalkSport, so we should plug it as much as we can. So it's a big game, a repeat of a cup final, I would imagine, in the 30s. Huddersfield v Fulham, live! on TalkSport 2 tonight from 7.45. A reminder that I'll be back tonight from 10pm on TalkSport 1, or TalkSport as some people refer to it as, with the fun boy Jason Cundy. So until then, thank you for downloading the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Remember to press subscribe so every morning when you wake up, Monday to Friday, not every morning obviously, but Monday to Friday, it's in your inbox waiting for you. So when you get on the train or you sit on the toilet or you go to the dentist or you've got a problem and you need to see the doctor and you're waiting in the surgery, you can listen to it and it's free. What else is free in the world, huh? Nothing apart from the TalkSport Daily podcast and all the other podcasts you can download for free. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.